0: Hey, welcome to How I Learned to Stop Worrying and Love the Bomb, a podcast where we talk about comedians bombing on stage. I'm Luke Faganbush, and I'm here with my co-host. It's Lauren Hutton! And we didn't really do too much of the talking about actual bombing this time. This was... Oh, This was special. It
1: was. It was, um... I mean, well, how do you react when you catch a leprechaun?:
0: Um, if by leprechaun you mean Stuart Huff, then I freak the fuck out, and I <laughs> hate everything I say during the podcast because I'm talking over a magical man with years and years of comedy experience, and I pee myself a little bit.
1: Yeah, I peed myself too, but thank God there was a table, so he didn't notice.
0: Yeah, he could smell probably. <laughs> <laughs> uh, let's Let's not waste much time. It was great. We don't talk about bombing. Just listen to it. It's good
2: for you. <laughs> yeah, thanks for listening, everybody.
1: Oh boy!
2: How was the drive? Was it okay? You know, it was interesting because I'm 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 sleeping on a couch in Frankfurt, Kentucky, which is what an hour, hour and forty from here, or something, something like that. that. Yeah, yeah. And um, I took off, and it was real nice. And you have two options: you can get on the interstate and come up, yeah, or there's like a back road and i any you know any time i have that option i'm doing back road oh yeah so i get on the back road and then i literally saw the, this, this crazy black storm cloud coming over i mean it was really beautiful but you know it's gonna be hell yeah yeah and then it just started pour like the kind of rain where your wipers are on high And just as fast as they can go, and you still really can't see. Just doing nothing. Yeah, Yeah. and I'm on a back road in Kentucky. You know what I mean? This (laughs) is like, you know. And uh, but it's one of those things where you just got to go. Well, it might be my last day. Whatever. You (laughs) You know what I
0: mean? And and you made that drive twice because we texted you about being here today after you had canceled or after you had assumed that you weren't coming back, right?
1: No. Really, you're just gonna bring up my failures of communication right up
0: top? <laughs>
2: Thanks, Luke. <laughs> well, I, I want the audience to appreciate how much it took for you to be here. <clears throat> no, and- <laughs> it, it, it's it's not like you know I had some meeting with you know some important person that I, had, you know what I mean? I no just this. What one? do you want? <laughs> I'm like, it's not like I canceled some high paying gig. <laughs> you know right, I, mean? right. I was sitting on a couch and. And uh, I said, "Hey, uh, you know, you want me to do this podcast today or tomorrow?" And then uh, you guys were like, "Well, let me check." And then I heard nothing for five hours.
0: Yeah. So then I was
2: like, "Okay, well, let's go get some tacos." (laughs) And I I literally went to this great Mexican place in Frankfurt and got some tacos. And I get a message like, "So, are you here?" Like, no. (laughs) I'm not there, (laughs) I'm getting tacos right now. (laughs) Cause that was like on my Facebook message, there's one, let me check. And then the next message says, basically, are you here? (laughs) No, I thought we were still checking. We're professionals. But, yeah, yeah, we, yeah, we run
1: a tight ship. We always send out every message that we type. It's sure. it's a
2: very
0: tight but system. But I'm not
2: a fan of rules, you know? So yeah. whatever. Yeah.
0: I mean there are a couple that I like, like the I, I haven't been murdered yet <laughs> and that's I think I have society to thank for that. Really? You think society yeah, is responsible yeah. for
2: not murdering you? You, think I you just have a target on if your If I was
0: in the Wild West, I would have made it about 11
2: months. Yeah, well, that would probably be pretty good. Right? Time for anybody. I mean, you know, 11 months. They'd be like, wow, you old man. Jeez. You've been hanging out with horses for Welcome 11 months. Welcome to retirement. Yeah. <laughs> yeah.
0: At that point, I'm splitting fence posts. I got a farm. <laughs> right. It's
2: incredible. You've, you've already had seven kids at that point. Right. You know. You've
1: lived a long like syphilis filled life. It's been wonderful. <laughs> oh.
0: The old Luke, the eleven month year old with a three month year old, a two month <laughs> year old, a one month year old. I love it.
1: Oh Jesus. If you could go back and like redo your life in any time frame, what would oh, God.
2: it be? I honestly, uh, hey, Bill Bryson book over there.
0: <laughs> oh yeah, that's what? a good one.
2: Yeah, I like that guy. I've never read that one. Um <laughs> Uh, I, I would redo everything.
0: Oh, like literally. Like, okay. I, think,
2: I think I am the king of failure, uh, proudly and uh, objectively. Okay. Like, like, like literally like st- looking at my life from an outside, no emotions involved. No, let's just look at this person's life that happens to be me, but let's analyze it. I have failed on such epic levels that it is all, not quite, but almost impressive wow yeah i would i think almost definitely every big decision i've ever made has been the wrong one <laughs> definitely so you wouldn't be a stand-up comedian
0: <laughs> no no so it's not no. like you're looking at your I mean, life a dishwasher would have been a better <laughs> i mean
2: i was good at washing dishes <laughs> and, and i enjoyed it like thoroughly really? it's honest work man i've done great. That stuff i washed dishes at a strip club one time it was awesome I
1: how it. is that different from any other like standard restaurant
2: well, well is, there's uh, the nudity uh, <laughs> yeah how yeah. much of that is in the dish this room? is a joke it's not a joke because i didn't write it it happened and i told it <laughs> so what do you call that like a retelling <laughs> is your
0: act like <laughs> I,
2: I was washing dishes third shift at denny's in atlanta georgia open micing Okay. Yeah. so I'd go to my I'd go to the wherever you know and do the little show and fail and then okay. go and wash dishes so in third shift so about 435 530 in the, in that area, no one's in the restaurant, especially right. on a Wednesday. You yeah. know what I mean? And uh, right across the street was a strip club. And the girls would come over and they'd have breakfast after their shift, you know? So I'd be out there vacuuming and they would all, they all knew me eventually. They would go, hey, Stuart, I don't want, can I get another cup of coffee? Yeah, no problem. And I'd go, right? right? So then they were like, um, hey, I don't know if you're interested, but we just had to fire another dishwasher. Uh, it, I don't know what this place pays but you could you know so I I go yeah you know if it pays more that's great so I went in for the interview dishwashing interview at a strip club and they the guy literally asked me do you think you can do this job without masturbating <laughs> <laughs> And I didn't write that. Ju- I looked, that's what he said to me. Right? These aren't yeah. jokes. This is testimony. Yeah, is. <laughs> and I was like, I'm, I'm gonna give it a shot. You know, it a- no promises. Not but- that way.
0: But yeah, you
2: know, I'll give it the old, the old middle school trust. <laughs> you know? I think I've made every wrong decision. Seriously. But so, you know it's been interesting. So why? So who cares? I mean,
0: that sounds like a right decision from whatever it was—a a rallies to a strip club. Dishwashing. If mm-hmm. I'm going to
2: wash dishes, I'd probably I pick the strip both club. places. But I think I like the strip club better because what ended up happening was the girls would come back because uh, I was in this little room washing dishes, right? Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. And they would come back and complain, like individually. They'd complain about everybody else. They'd complain about all the girls.
1: Oh, dude! And
2: then I would go, uh huh. Oh yeah, she's horrible. And then, (laughs) and then that girl would go away, and then another one would come back and complain about all. Like I, they all thought that I was their best friend, which I was, because I didn't tell any of them. So they were able to gripe and unload their crap on me, and I didn't care. You know what I mean? Yeah. So I felt like I don't know. I just liked it. Everybody there liked me because I listened and I didn't repeat what anybody said right you were I a closed enjoyed. sounding board yeah yeah it was a lot of
0: fun part and then, therapist part dishwasher
2: yeah <laughs> you know and uh and then i started to get gigs here and there and then before long it's like yeah I, you know i'd rather do comedy than wash dishes and that was my mistake my first one <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> no not my first one i dropped out of college my, you know.
0: so i'm your comedy's pretty different as far as you care a lot about like a theme and stuff so i was mm-hmm. really curious how did that were you still doing that at open mics were you like philosophical cuz i can't see that going well at an open mic no
2: no <laughs> it doesn't go well now <laughs> um, i looking back like again objectively i just it, the whole thing's been wrong i mean yeah. like i'm just wrong i'm just not It's like you bought a puzzle and there's like a piece in it that is four times too big and the wrong color. And you're like, what the hell? Yeah, who
1: put this together?
2: Yeah, I am a manufacturing error. (laughs) I I mean, I did not know comedy. I wanted to do it. But in my head, I loved Lenny Bruce when I was a teenager. I loved... Woody Allen's comedy I love Nichols and May I love Bob Newhart and now I was in high school in like the 80s these people were 20 years 25 years older than I was then yeah, yeah. I wasn't listening to Eddie Murphy <laughs> When it, all my friends liked Kennison, they mm-hmm. liked Eddie Murphy yeah I liked these older weirder kind of philosophy based kind of people and so when I walked into a comedy club my very first time walking in I signed up to go up like I didn't even think well I'm just going to go and check it out. That's how dumb I am. I literally walked in to sign up with a head full of Lenny Bruce. You skipped the audience <laughs>
1: portion of comedy? Yeah. <laughs> you went <laughs> I right had to never perform seen it? a
2: show. Oh
1: my god, Stuart.
2: That's I, amazing. Uh, it was stupid. Of course, but that's what makes it amazing. <laughs> I had never witnessed a comedy show live in my life. <laughs> I just thought, So you just went from albums cool.
0: that were Lenny Bruce and all of that? And walked into the comedy scene with like Without no knowledge of like
2: Eddie Murphy or anybody who was popular. I knew who Eddie Murphy was, and my friends liked him, and I listened, but I was in my head, and I would go, oh, that's so funny, you know, because you want to fit in. But in my head, I was like, it's not near as good as Lenny Bruce. I loved the way Lenny would just philosophize, and sometimes you don't even know what the hell he's saying, he's so high. And I would be like, oh my God, he's talking about octopuses, (laughs) you know? And then all of a sudden, he's talking about the civil rights movement, and now he's back to octopuses. This is great, (laughs) this is fantastic. (laughs) I love the oddity and the craziness to it. Eddie Murphy and Sam Kinison seemed like rock stars. Yeah, Yeah. there was definitely that. The jumpsuit. He's in in a red leather jumpsuit. (laughs) There's no way I could be that. (laughs) Like, that's, like, something I can't... Woody Allen stuttered and stammered, and I could do that. Yeah, that's achievable. I thought that's who I... But I didn't know that was a character that he developed that is just genius. I thought it was real. I thought he was that nervous, and I thought, why I'm that nervous? That's great. (laughs) That's more human, too, though. It's more human to me, than Yeah. Like, I'm still not a Kennison fan. I never got that whole thing i i Dude, mean I'm i come a from fan.
1: southern baptist and
2: i still don't get kenison it's it's i don't know it's just too but i don't really i'm not a fireworks guy i'm a you know I anyway i um so i walked in i'd never seen a show and i thought okay this is what comedy is is like you know philosophy and 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 you, you know like in my head an idea and a truly unique interesting idea was just as valid as a punchline in my head yeah And then it took me, because I'm slow, it took me a good year to figure out, oh, I'm wrong. No, these people don't give a damn about ideas or thoughts or anything. So my first couple of six, seven months of open micing, quote unquote, um, yeah, I was trying to do these philosophy kind of ideas. And I was literally, I was so bad. I was so not funny that the... Other open micers who also were not funny wouldn't talk to me. Like that's how mm. bad I, I was. The you worst. were the
1: outcast of the outcast. I was the outcast of the outcast. in a room of
0: comedians yeah. who are outcasts. Yes. Holy smokes. Because yes. open mics are already a
2: weird crowd. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and they're judgmental. Yeah. <laughs> yes. Because, yes. You know, and prideful. Which, uh, yeah. And I get it now because you're young. You haven't figured out what you want to do. Yeah. So there's some competition and going everyone's on. Everyone's
0: being vulnerable in that thing. So yes. they're all like on their toes about, am I getting attacked? What's this yeah. is my thing. This is me bearing my soul. And he thinks he's like a big philosopher going up <laughs> right. there.
2: Right. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So then they would make fun of me from the stage. They would make fun yeah. of me. And, yep. you know, I, I'm, I'm not like, you know, complaining or whining about this but there were a couple of shows where they just literally like i put my name on the list and they just literally did the show without me and just never brought me up oh shit! and i would just i was so insecure i would just sit there and like not tell anybody and then leave and (laughs) 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 you know man and it was just like i was that until i figured out like oh like they don't care about interesting ideas they care about you know sex jokes and drug jokes and (laughs) That's what they they want Kennison. They want you and know. To hear you describe
0: like being as big a fan of ideas and getting those across is as important to you as a laugh as a weakness is really weird cuz that seems like a strength in what you want like a good comedian to be.
2: But I wasn't good. <laughs> well, yeah. <laughs> I wasn't even there's close the to good. There's the goal there. <laughs> I remember most don't one care. Of my, one of my jokes was who told ostriches they could use the earth as a hat? at some point I sat in an Arby's and thought now that's going to get (laughs) them I was so far from anything possibly remotely even resembling comedy (laughs) it's like what kind of I
0: mean that might have come around just as anti-comedy by today's standards exactly yeah Yeah. it's literally anti-comedy yes
2: (laughs) I remember one night I looked down from the stage. I'd, I, I had a buddy. Uh, this is about maybe a year and a half, two years in or something. And I had a buddy that I'd been riding with. And we were actually friends. And, and you know, he didn't hate me is what I'm saying. Okay. Uh, There's I, your yeah. standards for
0: friends starting now. Right. Right.
2: And I looked down at this guy and I went, hey, I, I really like that shirt. Where'd you get that shirt? And then he told me and I was like, wow, I'm going to have to get one of those. And then, like, I just went on with my jokes. And I... I was serious. I liked that shirt. Right. And I wanted to know where he got it. And my friend, I got on stage and he goes, You like the anti-comic. Like you were legitimately, you weren't gonna make fun of him for it. And I was like, why would I make fun of him? It's a cool shirt. And he goes, but why would you mention it? You're on just, stage. I was like, I don't know, it just occurred to me. Is the audience
0: ready for you to like dig into this Yeah, guy, they, they wanted like, back into what? material. Hey, like that shirt. Anyways. Yeah. <laughs>
2: I was like, for real, I really like that shirt. And I did go to that place in Bowel. Just
0: show up to the next mic with the same shirt as the guy. I'm sure I
2: did. I just loved it. I mean, I was like, wrong. Completely, totally wrong. Do you know what I mean? It's like you showed up for school and uh, a construction worker standing there teaching you math. It's like, what the hell? Why is this construction worker teaching us math? I was in the wrong place. I, I shouldn't have been there. And I look back now, and I and I it, I recognize it clearly. But then I thought, oh well, I'll just you know adjust and, and learn. But no, I should have fucking quit. <laughs> and it's still not me. I don't. I'm, I think I'm a horrible comedian. I don't think I'm any good at all. Mm. But but the the thing is, if you put the construction worker in the class. They're probably going to teach math in a unique way.
0: Yeah. In a uh, way that other people
2: that think like construction workers. Would yes. Yeah. So if like, let's say you took a construction worker and you said, we want you to come over here and direct this Shakespeare play and we want and, and they took it seriously. They weren't just like, Oh, these people are a bunch of artists. I hate. You know what I mean? They yeah. were like, okay, I'm going to really try to do it. And I have zero you know, talent, and I have no knowledge of even how to direct a play, and I don't even know any of Shakespeare's work. But I'm going to try to do. It's probably going to be the most interesting Shakespeare play you've ever seen in your life. Oh, Is I'm sure. Is it going to be good or bad? I don't know. But it'll, it'll be sp- unlike anything. It'll be unlike anything else you've ever seen. And that construction
0: liker will construction worker <laughs> will. <laughs> You know, the yeah. people that really like construction. Construction likers. Yeah. He's just a fan of construction. <laughs> but yeah. he'll put on his appreciation of Shakespeare, which is like unknown to that type of person. Yeah. yeah. So, and I
2: think that's, I, if I can be, that's a little bit, it's almost like I'm complimenting myself, which I guess I am. But I think I have over 27 years or however long I've been doing this. <laughs> I have put a square peg in a round hole. I've managed oh, yeah. to shove it in there.
1: Are you, you know? cozy? Am I what? You're the, you're the peg in the hole. Are you cozy in the hole? No. Okay.
2: No. Yeah,
0: that- just <laughs> for the way this started, it's like, I yeah. think I'm a
2: terrible comedian. <laughs> no. I, um, the joke I wrote, I didn't do the punchline because they're not as important to me. But, um, the joke I wrote is I have proven that you can put a square peg in a round hole. It's just going to fuck up the peg. You
1: know right
2: but the punchline is not interesting to me it's like you know um i'm not cozy or it know? will make a new hole where there wasn't one
0: before sure and you i know? think there's some of that going on with your comedy like
2: i'm not interested in uh what you can't do yeah i have no interest in that and i i have no interest in what you're supposed to do really I'm gonna. I want to say what I want to say, and then when the audience doesn't laugh, then I I, I'm like, you know, okay, I guess we have a contract where you have you have to giggle or whatever. So then that's the the work
0: part for you, because
2: for most comedians, that's the reward. No, that's the work. To me, (laughs) I can write hours of ideas and thoughts and about human behavior and humanity and all this shit that I really enjoy. That right. But then when the audience doesn't laugh, then I go, okay, let me you know figure out a way to get you to giggle so we can move on to the next thing ah. and it's you know sometimes it's a physical movement or I'll say something real southern you know um, pictures you right know, yeah. or whatever I use whatever tools I have at my disposal to trick the audience into giggling so then I can but it's the idea that excites me that I really love you know um, right now I'm, I'm trying to work on this idea about that I like life between chaos and capitalism that's where I think humans are the best. Chaos is no good. We're, we're violent monkeys is yeah, what we yeah. are. Yeah, wild west. You live until uh, 11 uh, months old and you die. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> when, you, when human beings get into that chaos area, then we kill each other. That's what we yeah, do. right. And I don't like capitalism. It's boring, and there's too many regulations, and it stifles poetry. I like that period where we're not sure if we can do this, but we kind of think maybe we can. So we write some songs about it and talk about it. Okay. You know, I love that period where human beings are like, I don't know if we can go all the way down to the bottom of the ocean, (laughs) but I've built this fucked up copper bell thing <laughs> and I'm going to lower me down who's going to be the
0: first to try it yeah yeah.
2: yeah. I'm so excited who's and coming then, with yeah. me and when your eyeballs pop out and you bleed through your through your ears who cares right you you know that's the <laughs> well, area well
0: part of them made it back up like. <laughs> yeah well, now we know what to do for next time yeah.
2: who's up next <laughs> who wants
0: to go down and find out what happened
2: it's great yeah. and there's always a human that goes yeah I'll go next yeah,
0: yeah. and that's but, that's between capitalism and chaos that's an area of
2: conflict. It's not like a comfortable space. No, right. You have to accept death in that area. Yeah. Mm. You, You have to accept that human life is a gamble and you might be hit by a tree tomorrow. Yeah. So you have to, but we don't like the humans. Don't like that. They want insurance and pet insurance and all these. They want to sue someone if they ate a piece right. of candy and threw up. You know what I mean? Yeah. It's like I, I, I don't like all that crap. All these entitled, arrogant humans that think that they're special or whatever. I like it when humans know they're not, and they also know that we can create beauty. You just have to be willing to die. you know i think and i honestly believe that's where we excel yeah as humans because look like you know the the idea that i'm playing around with on stage is like you know before we could fly you know the 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 known idea the rule was humans can't fly right there were some of us that were like i don't know (laughs) i don't know if i agree with that those are the humans that I like you yeah. know what I mean and and people thought about what it would be like to fly through the air and and you know, and all the and people tried crazy, insane ways. Oh yeah, like they, the Da Vinci screwdriver yep. thing. Da, da nope. Vinci, yeah. Vinci sat around sketching ways to to you know break the rules. Right. We can't fly, and Da Vinci was like, "Kiss my ass. <laughs> I'm getting up there, baby. Yeah. yeah. I got this wacky <laughs> screwdriver idea. You know. And people died, and they tried, and they died, and people were like, "Oh, that sucks. He died. And someone else went, "Hey, I got another idea. <laughs>
0: Yeah.
3: Like, all right, let's, let's do it. This, I saw, saw something
2: recently that took like the first
0: working plane from then till us making it to the moon with sixty
2: years. Yeah. Because capitalism That's- gets in.
3: Mm, okay.
2: Once the Wright brothers took off, then it was over. It's done at that point. In my, I'm no longer interested. I mean, there's a little bit of, of overlap there where you had like a Earhart and Poncho Barnes, who I, I just read her biography. Poncho Barnes. Who is that? She's a she was a. If, if any of your listeners are into reading biographies, uh, the name of the biography is uh, "The Happy Bottom Riding Club." Okay, a great that's a great body. title. She was uh uh this I, there's so much about her I can tell you, but she was basically <laughs> early aviation. Okay, okay, like early. She was around with Amelia Earhart. She beat Amelia Earhart's uh, speed record. Oh, she, she took off in a plane with one dial on the. Pl- it was an oil gauge. That's the only thing she had on there. Okay, if you wanted to know if you're flying straight, she had a necklace hanging from a mirror <laughs> what? To, to see if the plane was level or not. She had no idea the gas gauge. You had to dip a string down in there to see how much no gas way. you had. Yeah, that I sounds
0: mean, like they built a plane and then people reminded her she needed to measure things.
3: What do I have on me? <laughs> it's so
2: I got some string. Can take off my necklace. <laughs> I love it. Her plane caught on fire in the air one time, and she landed and threw sand all over it, put the fire out started up and took off <laughs> she had to get home though oh, like. you know and then you know but now if you have to wake up tomorrow and go to the airport aren't you a little annoyed you know what I mean yeah. if you're yeah. on, in an airport like, capitalism is, it has sucked the poetry right out of any beautiful thing that we create yeah, yeah. stand in a
0: line and hear the same thing that Ugh. every single other person
2: heard for it's, 20 years it's exhausting years. yeah it's I mean I, I, we kill everything I, so anyway my point to bringing this up is I want to create a show that idolizes that area that that really like describes in detail how beautiful humans can be if they're in that pocket, not chaos and not capitalism, but that pocket is where we belong. You know. Now, the punchlines that are in it, I don't really care, and right. I'm, not, I'm not that interested in them, quite frankly. But. If I can get the poetry, if I can get my words, if I can explain the way I truly feel about that pocket between capitalism and, and chaos, then I will be a happy boy. Yeah. You know what I mean? Absolutely. And then if I get enough laughs to where a club owner goes, okay, I'll hire you back, then I'm like, okay, good. Right, right. You know, but that's secondary.
0: Wow. that That's so different from what I thought you might think of your work as because I thought, I thought you'd just think certain things were funny, but to hear that being funny is just like a secondary goal and it's just like this is my ticket for admission to like
2: communicate these ideas some things i write and and i and i i think i like that that is funny yeah to me i would laugh at that but most things most of the punchlines don't make me laugh most of the punchlines are acceptable to me. Right. Like, I have lines, everybody does, that you're not going to cross. Like, here's my, and everybody's is different, which is the reason I don't believe in judging other comics. Mm-hmm. You know, I'm willing to physically ride a horse on stage. You know, <laughs> I had a joke, uh, the last show I wrote that that's, I rode a horse and I rode it hard. <laughs> <laughs> you know, I even, I even looked in the mirror at an, in a Red Roof Inn here in Cincinnati. It's in uh, it's the my favorite hotel in Cincinnati, Red Roof Inn. I forget the name of the town. It's a couple of miles north of Go Bananas, and they have they have three renovated rooms. And well, I say renovated, they're not renovated. <laughs> <laughs> three rooms with like a mirror on the wall. Yeah, and I know which three they are, and I always say I want one of those three, right? So, and I stood in front of the mirror and rode the horse. To, to, to a certain angle, and I want to know which way my head needed to be so you could see my neck fat flat. <laughs> you dialed that in? Yeah. I, my <laughs> neck fat, I wanted it to flat. And I wanted people to... to because the, the point of the joke that I liked was the beginning of it. Now i got to make them laugh. So if I'm riding a horse, maybe some people will laugh at that because it looks stupid. Right. But if my neck fat is flapping, right, you're going to hook 90% of the people. <laughs> Everybody loves a neck flap. Every, who doesn't love a neck fat flap? You know what I mean? Who can't? So am I willing? That's within my range. Now, other comedians might go, I'm not going to ride a horse on stage it looks stupid. Good for you. Don't ride the horse. Right. That's fine. I don't have... I'm not saying I'm right and you're wrong, we're all different, but that was within my, within my acceptability. Um, things that make me laugh are, um, this is a bit I'm trying to work, I was working on it today when I was waiting for a certain somebody to text me back. <laughs> to find out. I am sorry. Yeah. So you had a while to work on. Oh, I was loving it. <laughs> And I was legitimately laughing at this. Here's the bit. I'll, I'll just... I'll, okay, I'm going to pull out my cell phone. This is the bit I was working on today. Um, this is exciting. Peek Jim, behind the curtain. I've never done this on stage. Uh, Jim Seafood. Okay, and okay, Jim Seafood. Yeah, when I pulled into the parking lot, I did notice <laughs> that it was 6 o'clock on a Friday night, and I was the only car there. <laughs> I'll, I'll admit that. So I looked at the door and to see if it was closed, right? Because yeah. no other cars it was open but i did notice that the state fda grade was a c okay okay so then i googled what c fda rating is and it says this restaurant is a public risk and on the verge of closure (laughs) what yeah and i thought boy do i know how that feels (laughs) oh god you just hit me in my heart baby I am definitely a public risk, and I'm, I'm real close to closure. That—that is me. Hard, if you had that could be my tombstone right there. I felt an immediate connection to Jim's Seafood Restaurant. And so I looked up the definition of B. What does a B mean? And it says this restaurant has some issues that must be fixed. And that ain't me. Okay, <laughs> That was me in my 30s. Okay, okay? But that, I, this is way past some issues that need to be fixed. Okay, I am near closure. So I immediately was like, oh, this is the best eatery I've ever been to in my life. This is me. So I walk in and the waitress was a little shocked. You know when you interrupt someone that's daydreaming? Yeah, she had that look, like I right the door and she went, "Oh, a little, a little bounce." And so you I saw the sea, right? Yeah, <laughs> and she was sitting, smoking near a no smoking sign, <laughs> and and she put her cigarette out and slid it away, like you know. And and I said, "I don't care if you smoke. Are you, is the kitchen open?" She goes, "Oh yeah." <laughs> so I sat down at a booth uh, near the near the kitchen, right? And I heard what I assume to be Jim, (laughs) yelling, okay? Yelling, cockroaches, (laughs) cockroaches. You don't like cockroaches? not supposed to have cockroaches we're on earth we're on earth you don't want cockroaches move to space (laughs) move to space is one of the greatest sentences I've ever heard move to space it's just so be, ra- rarely in your life And I mean rarely Do you get to come that close To absolute perfection right. You know it's like being front row center At the Sermon on the Mount Move to space That
0: is a square peg in a round hole yeah. You
2: should not own a restaurant but how right is he I don't know dude Human beings are now at the point of entitlement That we expect no cockroaches <laughs> You pieces of arrogant shit. And you do have to it's get past that
0: where you're like, okay, I grew up. So of course there aren't cockroaches in a restaurant. That would be terrible. Right. But then
2: you're like, wait, I'm on earth. They were there first. Hey, the cockro- <laughs> wait, that's exactly the way I felt. I was sitting there going, he's right. He is. We expect no cockroaches where the food is. <laughs> I mean, if there's a cockroach at the bank, you're like, it's money. How are they going to eat? <laughs> at the restaurant, they should be. you should be just knocking yeah. them off without a thought going, I to, yeah, I know I, why you're here. At
0: the bank, you're almost worried about them. Like. <laughs> right, like you're going to starve them, <laughs> buddy? Get in with Jim's seafood. <laughs> See, I'm going to add that to
2: the bit. That, and he's so right. I mean, I, he's screaming at the top of his lungs. He's at, clearly angry back yeah. there about his C grade. And I'm just like, it's almost like being, Near Plato or something. He's just (laughs) spouting truth. about humanity and you know and then he goes four people that's it four pe- you know how long I've been cooking the fish <laughs> four people get sick and they're gonna close me down four people I've been cooking the fish since I was 15 and I was just like I was just scribbling as fast as I could just scribbling because this is gold baby the fish he said the fish not like fish the fish like it was one big We still have the original (laughs) fish. We've been cutting off slices for years. It's like he caught one thousand pound (laughs) fish, and he's been working on it since. The fish. (laughs) And I was in my head. I was like, "Buddha, scoot the fuck over. Jim's here." <laughs> my God, how was the food? Incredible, <laughs> of course. It was it since he was cooking at 15. Yeah, I saw a couple of cockroaches. And there was Spot. someone smoking where they shouldn't have been. But I'm, you know, he lowered my expectations and zeroed in what I should expect, which is good food. And when the waitress came over and said, "What would you have?" I said, "I'm gonna have a big piece of the big fish." <laughs> and swear to God she goes, okay. And I walked away. It, you know, now that piece of comedy makes me laugh.
1: Yeah.
2: I, today, yeah. I got in the shower, and I was waiting for you guys to tell me yes or no. And I was working on it, and I was legitimately laughing at the thought of someone saying, move to space. Yes. Like you, and, and just the philosophy of... The arrogance and entitlement of human beings that we've progressed so far now that we expect there not to be cockroaches. Yeah. And you're going to leave a bad Yelp review (laughs) because you saw a cockroach. What does that have to do with anything? You don't want to live in nature now? (laughs) That idea is what makes me happy. The punchlines of this bit make me laugh, right? Yeah. Move to space. makes me laugh you know uh you're a public risk and that that you're gonna be you're close to closure what i haven't memorized the quote you know the actual thing right that uh, and that's exactly how i feel it makes that makes me laugh out loud but the truth is that is how i feel yeah i'm a public risk because i don't fit in and i don't even agree with 90 percent of what happens around me or it, or what humans do i don't agree with it i don't agree with the universal studios you know? <laughs> I just don't. I don't agree with Walmart or yeah. I don't agree with, you know, with, I just, you know, I just don't agree with most of what human beings do. I agree with someone attempting to go to the Marianas Trench, if that's the way you pronounce it, and their eyeballs explode. I agree with that, <laughs> you know? So I am a public risk and I am close to closure. I feel very old now. Um, so I, you see, what am I over stating this like Like, no not at all it's just so interesting to
1: us because like from uh, don't let me speak for you luke but oh i won't you said that (laughs) i you said yourself that you think that you're a terrible comedian and my brain glitched because i think that you are hilarious but after hearing you talk for whatever 30 minutes Mm -hmm. i've I've realized that i still think that you're hilarious Mm. but i agree with you yeah, you're a terrible comedian. I'm a terrible comedian, <laughs> but that's <laughs> I'm, part I'm of what makes you so appealing to idiots like us. Yeah.
2: Well, the thing is, like, and it, it, again, we're being objective, right? Right. Yeah. I'm, I'm not right. talking from emotion here, or pride, or anxiety, or fear, or any of that stuff. I'm being objective, looking at myself. Um, the majority of my work, I'm in f- the majority of my like places that I go to do comedy. Right. I'm in front of people that don't want to hear what I have to say, and right. I don't change it can you imagine if you went to get your oil changed and someone was like I don't change oil <laughs> you know yeah. I weave baskets that's what I do <laughs> I'm a basket weaver. <laughs> And, and you pulled up, literally, and someone just sat there and stared at you while weaving a basket, and then you gave them $70, and you drove away. You didn't even get to keep the basket. Yeah, they are like, no, you can't have my basket, this is my art.
0: You're a terrible comedian in the way that comedy's
2: terrible. Like, Yeah. It, yeah. I'm not going to do what you want me to do, I'm going to do what I want to do, it, it, no matter where I'm at. Right. I don't care, it Go Bananas, the Comedy Attic in Bloomington, yeah. these are the places I enjoy. Gotcha. These are the places where you know the audience, you know, 75% of them or whatever, I'm around I'm just picking a number, but you know, I I do okay at these places. People yeah. since you know, I've only walked you know 20 or 30 people over the years i've been working at go bananas yeah. i walked I, more than that at one show at the caravan <laughs> in louisville i mean people were walking out in droves i had one woman s- scream at me that night and are you she, for real she stood up and screamed at me and, and she said you ruined my night no. <laughs> that's, what she, that's what she said you ruined my night and i said I, I was laughing i said i'm so sorry i ruined your night and i actually said i pulled out my wallet and i said how much did you pay i'll, I'll give you your money back because whatever yeah right and she and then the waitress goes she's on a free ticket <laughs> and I, was like, I was like i felt even worse <laughs> oh, no. i ruined free for her <laughs> It's like, God, I must be horrible. She could have if, done nothing. You know? Know, right? <laughs> it's like if you get a free set of Tupperware and, and you throw them away. Like, damn, that's some bad Tupperware. Like I, I You know, but I don't care. Oh, I do care, but I don't. Do
0: I, you know what I mean? Yeah, I was listening to an album that you made, and I think you were recording it at the Comedy Attic, and a at part
2: of it. I think I've recorded everything at the Comedy Attic.
0: Yeah. You said no one has laughed at these jokes yet mm-hmm. because you were doing them in just like small towns. And I thought like, Oh, those are the people that
2: need to hear these jokes. Like, uh, right. <laughs> I until COVID hit, um, my kind of routine was, I tried to re I would, I would record an album at the comedy Attic Cause that's the place that I'm have the best chance of going over and they're going to get all the little things that I like, you know? Right. Yeah. <laughs> At Go Bananas, I would record an album at Go Bananas, too, you know. But anyway, um, I record, and then I dump all that material. It's gone, which is another thing that you don't do, and I don't recommend to anybody. (laughs) It's bad comedy. I'm weaving a basket at an oil change place. If you see me six weeks after that, Recording uh, uh, the comedy attic like it, one two three four five six those are the worst shows you'll ever see in your life because I literally have fifty minutes of new material. Oh boy! There, I mean, and it's gut wrenching, and I hate it. I hate that period. That's the chaos period. Yeah, I hate that period, and that's the reason I do it because I don't go partying with the comics. I don't go out and everything. When you bomb for fifty minutes, and then you go back to a hotel room, you are going to write your ass off oh yeah because you don't want it to happen again yeah so and it usually takes me four to six weeks to get that piece of crap that 50 minutes that isn't funny to get it up into the area of well yeah he kind of sucked okay right where i'm getting a little bit of laughs at the beginning and then there's 35 minutes of silence and then i can usually bring them back at the end right (laughs) you know what i mean (laughs) but forcing yourself not allowing yourself to do well, I'm gonna keep 40 minutes of the old what I just recorded. Mm, I'll keep, right. the f- and then I'll do the new stuff in the middle. And then when you guys, when we're I do my show, and you guys are we're all hanging out, and, and you guys are like, "Hey, do you want to go over to so and so's house?" And then I'm like, "Yeah, you know, whatever." But right. when you know, I just I'm like, I can't. I <laughs> I bomb so hard. I, I don't. I, I don't know if I can
0: take four to six weeks of just.
2: It's gut horrible. wrenching bombs. like It is it is beyond horrible, and it's also bad when you're like, they're not going to book me back,
0: and you, you know? know you can go back to material that works, yeah. but you kind of have that in you where you're like, no, I'm not going to do that. I'm going to write go, this. No, up. I
2: want to go back to material I work I, I, that works. I want to. It's not like I'm, you know, I'm not saying that I'm like some kind of you know savant or something. I want to do well, <clears throat> but every single time I go back to material that works is longer. It's going to take longer now. Oh, okay. I see. To get it strong.
1: So you're coming from like a workflow place where you're like I've I've made the decision to chop this hour and start from scratch. Yeah. If I use any of that, it just adds to the time that it takes for this new hour to get developed so that I can start feeling good about yeah. it.
2: Yeah. Let's say it takes the me off. Yeah, yeah, rip the bandaid off. Let's say it takes me let's say 2 years, let's say a year and a half or whatever to to write a new hour of comedy. Uh, if if every night I, I, you know, add some stuff that I know works that's older, yeah. now it's gonna take you two and a half, three years. Right. I don't I don't want it to do that. I like new material. So I rip the band-aid off and, and they're just gut wrenching. Horrible shows. I hate <laughs> I absolutely hate them and I feel bad for the audience. Uh now, once I get it working and you don't like it, I don't give a shit if you like it or not. <laughs> <laughs> you know what I mean? No. Majority rules, baby. You can get out. <laughs> yeah, I mean I I, I I you know, I'm not like uh I don't feel good about it But As long as I like it And I'm delivering it well And I'm doing You know what I mean And yeah. then you just don't like What I do Yeah Well I hope you like The next person Right No <laughs> harm know? no foul Yeah I hope you like the next person I sincerely do But I'm not changing for you Who are you You know what I mean Right yeah. I mean who are you It's It's amazing To me That's I see young comics. I'm going on a rant now. I see young comics. I'll come through Cincinnati, and there'll be a comic that goes up, and they've been on stage three times, and they're doing sincerely interesting things because they don't know the rules yet. Yeah. So they're breaking all the rules, and they're doing all this stuff, and I'm like, whoa, they're not funny, but that's fascinating. That's (laughs) so... And then most of them, you know, learn the rules, stop being interesting. And then I come back through a year and a half, two years later. And I'm like, oh, yeah, this is, you know, I'm watching open mic. And I'm like, oh, yeah, this is the, the girl that did that interesting story about that salamander. Uh, I wonder if she's made it funny. And then I watch and then it's all about, you know, stupid shit. It's not interesting anymore. But she's getting laughs. Right. And I'm like, ah, you, you chose the wrong path. You should have stayed with the no laughs and the interesting. Because <laughs> here's the thing I believe. If you're good, you can make anything funny. There's nothing that you can't make funny. How long is it going to take you? That's another question. Ah, uh, Okay. Now that's another question. How stubborn are you? Right. How good do you want to be? You know what I mean? Right. I mean, you got this. You got this weird bit about this ostrich using the earth as a hat. <laughs> well, how dedicated are you? You're right? Do you know what I mean? You got eleven yeah. years of working on it in you. Well, now I hate all my materials. So, <laughs> <laughs> I just think, like, uh, you know, I I wish I would have learned this earlier. It took me longer to learn this. But I think young comics. I think the only piece, the only piece of advice I have is number one: don't listen to anybody, and that includes me. That's a great place to start. Yeah. Don't listen to anybody, and that includes me. Number two piece of advice is if you write, let's say you write five jokes, and two of them you love, you can't explain why you love them. You just do. If you don't like cockroaches, move to space. (laughs) It just makes me happy. Right. You know? So I haven't done that bit on stage. Let's say I go up and do that bit tomorrow night, all right? And it gets nothing. I'm going to do it again Saturday night and Sunday night and Monday night and Tuesday because right. you're not going to stop me. You can't tell me that's not funny. I don't believe you. You're full of shit. <laughs> you're, you know what I mean? I just, You're just wrong. I'm sorry. I don't mean to be aggressive but you're just wrong. <laughs> That's funny. You don't like cockroaches? Move to space. It's funny, you know, and that's the way it is. Now, so you write two jokes that you just love, and you go up, and and let's say you write two that you're like, I don't know if I like those or not. I don't know how I feel about them, and you write one that you think, yeah, I just don't like that. You know what I mean? Okay, you go up, you do all five jokes. The two that you love get nothing. The two that you're not sure about get a little something. Uh, The one that you don't like, it gets a big laugh. Okay, my opinion is never stop doing the two you love. Rearrange the words. Change them. Do your you know, figure out, is there a word in that joke that most people don't know? Maybe you could use a a better word, more accessible word. Yeah. What is, when a joke doesn't work, there's a miscommunication. That's what's happening. You think it's funny, and you're trying to tell an audience, a group of strangers, why it is funny. And when they say it isn't, they just haven't heard it properly. Right. Because probably you haven't delivered it properly. There's a piece missing. There's something wrong with it. Figure that out. The two that kind of got something, you're a young comic, you need some jokes that work, you need some traction, so use them. The one that you don't like, get rid of that. I don't care if it got a laugh. Dump that. Mm-hmm. The if you don't be doing stuff you don't like. Because what's gonna happen is you start doing shit you don't like, five years from now you're gonna hate yourself, you're gonna hate your act, and you're gonna be funny, and places are gonna be hiring you, and you're gonna hate your life. Oh
1: God, what a downward spiral that was That
2: like. is gonna suck. Yeah. Everyone's praising you for the
1: thing that you despise that you also created. I'm telling Ooh. you, it's the you worst that feeling there is a <clears throat> lot
0: too, just from um did you Man. read sam talent's book the um what is it
1: i love when you bring it, things up that you don't yeah. fully remember yeah. <laughs> I, I do
0: that all the time sam talent wrote a book about what he was afraid of becoming on the road okay it's just this yeah, yeah, like yeah. shell of a comedian
2: I didn't read it, but that sounds interesting oh yeah, i think he would really shell good. with that
1: very or gel with that very yeah. much i mean
2: a lot of people that have been on the road as long as i have they spend the majority of their time complaining
3: mm-hmm.
1: they
2: complain about everything and It's because they made wrong choices. You know what I mean? It's... I mean, you... Running the light. Sorry. Running late? Running the light. Running the light. Okay. Um, uh, You you stay in love with comedy by doing the stuff you like. Yeah. That's what makes comedy be your lover. That sounded really stupid to say. (laughs) But I mean it. I thought it was romantic. Yeah. I mean, I really do mean it. Like... I'm 50. I might as well be. I mean, I'm not, but who cares? <laughs> right? I mean, once you're, once you're past 45, you're 50. Shut up. <laughs> right? Yeah. So I'm old. Uh, I've been doing comedy a long time. And today, sleeping on a couch, um, I'm la- sincerely laughing hard, writing a bit about Jim seafood. <laughs> you, you've got to do what you love in order to keep loving it. Because if you're doing what you don't love, you're going to hate it. And you will, the brain, the human brain figures stuff out. And you will figure out how to be successful on a Thursday night in a bowling alley in Effingham. (laughs) And I'm telling you right now, if you do well in that bowling alley, your life sucks. (laughs) Oh, man. You're going to hate yourself. Yeah. You want to go to that bowling alley and you want to pull out, and I do go to that bowling alley. <laughs> and, uh, I do. But I pull into the parking lot thinking they're going to hate me, and I got two new bids I'm excited about. <laughs> do you know I was what about I mean? to say that was way too specific to not have happened. <laughs> oh, sure. Yeah. Yeah. That place hates me. <laughs> and I keep going back. Oh, yeah. I'll go back until they tell me I can't go back again, which right. probably be soon. But <laughs> I, I, I don't, you know. I want them to laugh, I don't want to sound like I don't I want I want to do well, but I want them to laugh on my terms and if they're not going to, then I want to figure out where we can meet halfway and then there are some crowds that we're not going to be able to meet halfway okay, fine yeah, you know see, I think that's an
1: incredibly like very very Zen way to approach this this crossroads that you have where the idea is paramount and the the jokes are secondary mm-hmm. And if you didn't have that perspective of just like, you know, this isn't going to be for you, you, then that's fine. I'm going to try and meet everyone in the middle as much as I can. If you didn't have that,
2: holy smokes, man. (laughs) I did. You know, when I started out, I was doing these idea-based stuff, and it wasn't working. I mean, and that's an understatement. Uh, And then I figured out, oh, like it's sex jokes and drinking and pot and all. That's what they're laughing at. I can't. You know, I'm not saying I don't like sex and I don't like pot. That's not what I'm saying. I'm, <laughs> I'm saying that that's not comedy to me. Now, I love good sex and pot jokes when right. someone else is doing them. Right. But it's not who I am. Yeah. So, but then I changed and I started to try to figure out how do you write a joke? Like a legitimate setup punchline sex, you know, whatever, e- easily accessible to people that are eating cheese dip jokes, right. <laughs> right? And I worked on that and I wrote material and I learned the chops. I, I learned to ride the bike as they say, right? Yeah. And, and then, and I was doing okay. And I was starting to get feature work here, there, what have you. And I'll tell you the worst feeling I've ever had in, in my quote unquote career is um, when I go up, when I get in my car and I drive five hours and I go up at a place and the audience doesn't like me. And I don't like me either. Nobody had fun tonight. Exactly. That is the pit of depression for me. You sold out and they weren't buying. Yeah. Like I'm trying to please you. I'm certainly not pleasing me. Yeah. I'm trying to please you and you still don't like me. Like, that is just like I was and I got to the point where that happened over and over where because I'm not good at writing sex jokes. I'm not. I'm just not. David Tell is the greatest sex joke writer ever. (laughs) Right. And I laugh hard when I watch him. (laughs) Good for him. He's good at it. That's great. I'm not. And when I tried to do it, I was bad at it. And then, you know, so, and I just made the decision, okay, I can't live with this amount of depression anymore, yeah. so I'm either going to go back to college or I'm going to do exactly what I want to do and figure out how to be that. How, how can I be me and make them laugh? Yeah. So then I started that journey, which took, you know, a long time, a lot yeah. of bombs, long time to figure that shit out. But then, you know, so 10 or 12 years after I started, I went back. To what i was trying to do at the beginning and then i eventually figured it out do you know what i mean
3: yeah Yeah.
1: i mean that's actually that's like a comic archetype when you talk about folks that have had you know careers that are that have gone on for decades Mm -hmm. where you know a lot of them did something and they got momentum and they realized they were headed in a path that they they were like oh shit i don't want to end up at the end of this road so i have to go back to the beginning and figure out which road to take like Ralphie Mae did the same thing. Somebody sat him mm-hmm. down. And they were like, you, "You, you're making a mistake.
2: Mm-hmm. Do
1: you want to be known as the fat comic or just a comic that's funny that happens to be big?"
2: Right. Yeah. And
1: he he went it exactly like you. He was getting feature work and then just like doubled back and was like, "I'm I'm an open micer again. I have to figure out how to be funny in in a yeah. way that makes me happy." Just like you were talking about.
2: Because there are paths. Yeah. You know what I mean? I mean, they, you, I didn't know it when I started, but I, I'm objectively again. I've used that word ninety times, mm-hmm. but I'm not a smart person. Like I've been in the room with smart people, and I'm not that. <laughs> you, know, you know what I mean? It's like right. holy shit. Yeah, you listening to some physics professor talk or something. And I'm like, God, I need a frosty. <laughs> you know. Like, I didn't know how far this thing went up. Like, there's another level. <laughs> yeah. I thought I was in the attic. Like. Right. I'm not in, I'm not a smart person. But looking back, you can see, oh, there are paths that you can, choices you make yeah. that lead you down these. You could be the fat comic, you know, and if you too, tell too many of those jokes that you don't, if you want to be the fat comic, then that's great. Yeah. Good right. for you. Maybe be you're a fat. jolly fat guy and you love it. Yeah. Be <laughs> that guy if it makes you happy. Right. But if it doesn't, then stop doing it now. Yeah. Because too many times you you do it, a, I'm just going to do it another year. Eh, you're getting real close to depression.
0: Yeah. I And I've had that before where it's like, why am I depressed? And it's like, oh, that's my brain telling me you're in the wrong place. Yeah. Yeah. That's just like an evolutionary trend where it's like, oh, head somewhere else because this isn't you. Yeah. Psychological mm-hmm. defense mm-hmm. mechanism. Yeah. Whew. So, are you, are you aware of like your reputation among Cincinnati comedians? Because it's kind Is of it
2: good or bad. It's mythical. Uh, so <laughs>
0: <laughs> like, as an open micer, I can't believe he's still alive. <laughs> God damn, he's still doing this. He's still doing
3: this. Wow.
0: The, this like this phenomenon where when I was an open micer. And you were, like, coming into town. Everybody's like, you need to see Stuart Huff. You need yeah. to see Stuart. You need to go out. And then I went and saw Stuart Huff, and like, oh, that's what comedy can be. That's another one of those paths. And then yeah. the week after, everybody tries to be Stuart Huff. All the open micers are like, well, let's get philosophical. But once that blows over, it, that's terrible. But once that's gone, there's, like, a conscientiousness left over where they're aware of that. So I, now you know, I tell every open micer like, when you're in town, you should see Stuart Huff.
1: You're like LSD, <laughs> man. Like people don't get it unless they've had you
0: before.
2: I don't mind that comparison. That is, <laughs> I don't mind it. It's, it's the only something drug
0: about you told me that you might not. <laughs> yeah.
2: It's the only drug that I that I did that I that I still think that one I would tell people to do.
1: Right. You know? Yeah.
2: Um. Uh. I. I'll put it this way. I'm not aware of what you're talking about, that kind of, like, because I'm out of, you know, what do I know? I, I don't yeah. know people yeah. are trying to be me, I mean, whatever, but, uh, I mean, I have,
0: We're every just, club
2: I go to, I'm friends with all the comics, and they all yeah. come out to my show and all that, and we all talk yeah. and hang out and all that stuff, and it's great. My fan base is comics, um, which is, I'm proud of, that's I'm very proud of that. It's great. I mean, it's done nothing for me financially. (laughs) You know, I can't get any. You know what I mean? I mean, if if you're
0: looking for financial help, comedian is not the one you look
1: up. No, no, he's (laughs) not on the
2: emergency contact list. (laughs) (laughs) Um, But I don't feel this is honest. Again, totally honest. I don't feel like I'm. I feel like I'm in the. I'm. I'm a person that's in the wrong job. And that makes what I do interesting okay? because I'm in the wrong job, you know, Um, and and, and I do see that it's what I do is different than, you know, I'm not even saying it's good. I'm just saying it's different. You know what I mean? It might be good to you. It might not be. You might hate it. What do I know? You know what I mean? But it is different because I shouldn't be here. <laughs> you know? uh. So, I mean, I like young comics a lot and I don't judge. Uh, very few things I judge, especially with young comics, you know, because everybody is on their own path and it takes people time. Some people get things quicker than others yeah. and all this. And I root for everybody to be happy and discover something about themselves that is going to be, you know, be unique and interesting and, and funny. And I notice I put funny after the other two. <laughs> and, uh, you know? I mean, I'd love the, all all that stuff. It doesn't bother me at all. I'm proud of the fact that I have a, you know, I have probably 10 actual non-comic fans. <laughs> <laughs> and they are de- they are devoted. I'll give them that. I seriously probably have maybe 10, maybe 20 I, it, actual fans that yeah. but they'll drive 4 or 5 hours. Really? Yeah, I've had people drive like long distances. That's I, amazing. You know, I mean, you know, I had a guy that kept like sending sending me messages saying you know why don't you come to my town i don't even remember where he lived it was somewhere like up in wisconsin somewhere yeah and i was like i can't just come to your town and say <laughs> i'm here everybody <laughs> you know, turn not, the mics off like that's not the way comedy works yeah. you know like, just hang out with ed for an hour <laughs> <head> back <laughs> right. so i tell this guy i'm like here's the way it works like you know there has to be a club there, and then I have to ask, or they have to ask me, and then you come and see. That's the way it works. And he's like, "Well, we don't have a club." And I'm like, "Well, what do we want me to do about Do You us? have you know, a the Lori Lord? Graves. <laughs> <laughs> I love Lori. Um, so then, one in Southern Illinois, I'm on stage, and and then he just he shouted. I didn't know it was him because I just messaged with him. Right. But he, he shouted something like, "Do the so and so bit," and I was like, "What do you mean do the so and so bit? Who the hell are you?" <laughs> Who knows my material? No one, you know what I mean? And he's like, "I'm that dude that's been sending you Facebook messages for four years, trying to get you to come to my town.
3: You're not coming to my town, so
2: I'll come where you are." And I'm like, "What are you talking about? You live in northern Wisconsin. We're in southern Illinois. What you just you just said? I'm going to get in the car and drive four and a half five hours?" And he's like, "Yeah, this is my son, so be funny." <laughs> I'm he's missing spring people. break <laughs> yeah, <So. right. laughs>
3: we it's dipped awesome. into his
2: college fund for
1: this <laughs>
3: yeah.
2: I mean you know it's like that feels good I mean Ralphie Mae was able to make lots of money and, and pack out stadiums or whatever and that's good for Ralphie you know I hope he was happy you know what I mean I, that's just not what happened to me but I got this dude that drove <laughs> <laughs> you know all the way to this shitty bar that I'm in and, and I was like hey that's really cool <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> you know
1: dude I mean, made me yeah. happy my my mom lives in Carlisle, which is maybe 40 minutes from here. And okay. she hasn't been to a show in four years. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so, I
2: mean, to me, that's
1: really freaking cool. That's just a guy yeah. that saw your stuff, fell in love with it, and then stayed in
2: touch with you for four years? You saw, it was a couple years, three years, maybe. I don't know. It was a while. Yeah. yeah. You know, and he would text me, or, or not text me, but he would Facebook message me, and it was like, oh, well, I see you're in Detroit, but you're not going to come to uh, uh, you know, Wisconsin.
0: <laughs> this guy sounds sort of passive-aggressive. Oh, he's very passive-aggressive.
2: But...
1: <laughs> a little bit of a needy fan. Yeah, he
0: actually but when you booked... have 10, you know, you got it. Uh,
1: <laughs>
2: they're vigilant. He actually booked a show for me in his town. He, Are you for yeah, real? The bar he hangs out with, the uh, bar he hangs out in. He talked to them and they were like, "No, we don't want to do a comedy." No, 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 and then finally he was like, "Okay, I'm gonna pay the comic, and I'll set up the room, and all." And he basically had to do everything. The bar didn't even want me there, and he invited and sold all the tickets mostly to his softball league. <laughs> and but eventually, I went and did a show in his town just because he wanted to see me. Oh my god! It was wow. great. You know, so like, like I said, the, the 10 or 20 I have are passionate, you know what I mean? And, and that's great, you know, but it's mostly comics.
1: See, but even just to have 10 or 12 or 10 or 20 people that, that fall in love with your ideas and your and your jokes mm-hmm. that vehemently, mm-hmm. how does that not read as success to you?
2: Oh, it's I'm, I'm, a, I'm a massive failure. <laughs> I'm a, look, I'm a fa- look, let me put it this way. My fears from when I was younger, I've already achieved. Okay. You know what I mean? I what mean, were, I, what I were am, those? Like? I was scared to death that I would be dead broke and old <laughs> and have no prospects <laughs> for retirement. I'm right here, baby. Where else could I go? I have Might as no well money comedy. in the bank. I have no idea. How I'm gonna retire. I'm gonna <laughs> drop dead in a Red Roof Inn in the middle of Ohio somewhere, is what's gonna happen. But you know, it's I, gonna be your favorite Red sure, Roof Inn. It's <laughs> gonna be awesome. It's gonna be the one with the Indian guy at in the front desk, has two thumbs in, on, on one hand, and I love that dude. And I really do love him, and he's a guy and exists. He's gonna be I 200 all the time.
0: Comedians in
2: Cincinnati that know exactly who you're talking yeah, about because <laughs> they love that joke. <laughs> right. He's actually in Kentucky, the Red Roof. Anyway. <laughs> uh, i was scared that i would be old and had made the wrong decisions in my life and i would be dead broke and have children to support and don't know how i'm going to do that and here i am and i'm i got no money and i don't know where the money's I, like literally this month i'm able to pay my rent next month sketchy you know what i mean <laughs> sketchy don't know i um, not sure how i'm gonna get through the rest of my life but you know what I am going to jump off the barn with the damn goggles on, and I'll probably hit the ground. More than likely, my eyes are going to pop once I get so deep in the ocean that because humans can't go to the bottom of the ocean. We can't do it. So more than likely, I'm going to die in this weird copper ball that I've been in. <laughs> you know? But I don't really want to live thinking, should I buy pet insurance? I totally relate with that. Yeah. And I hope – I've got two kids. Well, I've got two and a half, but I've got um, – <laughs> I've got yeah. I've donated sperm to my sister and her partner, so I don't know if the, I have a daughter, niece. I don't know if that. <laughs> okay. I don't gotcha. know that's technically. I have three children. Um, <laughs> yeah, I love her. I have three children, and I I hope that they don't look back and go, well, if he just would have made a couple of right decisions, <laughs> yeah. I could have gone to. I hope that doesn't happen. But other than that, the worry I have about them, and their stability and all that, I don't regret my decisions. But I am a failure. There's no other way to look at it. See, now that's what's now, interesting to me. Now me, me, myself. I, th- if I was fi- okay. If I could go back and and looked at the kid that was listening to Lenny Bruce in his room quietly, so his parents didn't steal the album again. <laughs> they used to steal my Lenny Bruce and Richard Pryor albums and throw them away, and I would have to go and hunt and buy them again. Anyway. If I could go back to that kid and say, look, here's the deal. You're 50 and you got no money, but you've been driving around the country. I've been in all 50 states. I've driven to almost all of them except to Hawaii, you know, (laughs) and, um, you you got no money and and no way of retiring at all, and you don't know what the hell's going on. But you're you're doing comedy and bowling alleys to weird people that hate <laughs> you. Sure, you know, then I think that kid would be like, "What an awesome life!" And that's the way I feel about it now. I freaking love my life. I absolutely love it. It is a failure, but I have nothing wrong with failure.
1: See, that's what's interesting to me because I sit here and I listen to you, you know, just repetitiously over the last hour. I am an object failure. I am an object failure. Yeah. I am an is object getting, failure.
2: Is it getting repetitive? Like
1: no, like, no, 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 no. It, it's it's a nail. It's driven directly you, into this temple. I yeah, I got it, it, it hits still hard
0: every time. <laughs> well, no, they'd have to be listening in the first place. That's true. <laughs> I love it. I love it. But then for you to,
1: did, did I don't know if you planned to do this, but it was it was pure genius to pound that in over an hour, and then to pull the rug out of being like, and that's exactly what I
2: want. Yeah. I love every last. I can't say it's it. what I want. I mean, it would be very nice. There's not too many things that I envy about fame. I've worked with some famous people and and you know, friends with a couple of them. And I, there's not a lot I envy about that. It yeah. seems like a shitty life, but the the stability I, I would like that very much. Right. You know what I mean? I've always wanted to buy a church and live in it. <laughs> <laughs> you the know? picture yeah. of stability. Yeah. I I just purchasing chapels. chapels. <laughs> In uh UP of Michigan right now in a junk shop in the basement, there is a prisoner's dentist chair. What? It actually it would they would have this chair and it, it has a cage over the head that so they the, the dentist can get in but they can't bite you and it has <laughs> it, it they, they strap you down. It is a Prisoner's dentist chair for a prison, and they want ten grand for it. If I was Ralphie May, I'd buy it in a heartbeat. I mean, it'd be right. my house right now. You know, ten grand. I don't care about money. I literally, if someone said that's overpriced, what do you mean overpriced? It's not overpriced because it's a prisoner's dentist chair. <laughs> I don't care. You know what I mean?
0: I wouldn't even think that that would have to be a thing. I know, but I, that's just, what I yeah. when
2: I saw it. I was like, "What? Who? Some? I thought it was some golf person that had like soldered some cage yeah. together." Right, like, right, right. Yeah. Yeah. and then the the junk shop guy was like, No, this came from the local prison and the dentist would go in and they would strap them in and they you know what I mean? I was like, Oh god. That's that's so, awesome. so
1: fascinating. Someone but had to engineer like, that.
2: I bought um I bought a miniature coin operated pool table for thirty dollars. Okay. Uh it takes nickels, it's very old. Yeah. And it's miniature, little b sticks. Right? Okay. It doesn't. My wife, when I brought it home, she goes, "Oh God!" You know, because my house is full of junk, right? Right. And she goes, "Does it work?" And I said, "Define work." <laughs> right. It makes me happy every time I look at it. Is it working? Is it working? Right. It's absolutely working. the The, the point of the machine is to bring happiness. It brings happiness. I, I love it when I see it. If you put a nickel in it and push the thing, no balls come out, <laughs> and I don't have sticks for it. <laughs> so you can't play the game right but it makes me happy so it's that it's that area that i live in it's like you know i mean i if the car breaks down i don't know how it's going to be fixed yeah i don't know that but you know my car's broken down lots of times on the road and i'm still here yeah you know what I mean? It's not like your car breaks down and your alternator stops and then some guy comes down out of the sky and goes, okay, well, you lose the game and you're <laughs> dead now. Start <laughs> over from a checkpoint where yeah. your car right. wasn't right. broken. You, I'll tell you what you do. You, you Your car breaks down and you don't know what happened to it and you have no money and no available credit. So you sit there you know and you hate your life until you get off your ass and go do something (laughs) yeah and you stand. and this is literally a story that happened to me and i walked a couple of miles to a rest stop a rest area and this was in the panhandle of florida not there's no part of florida that's any good but the panhandle is like the worst right right so i'm in the panhandle of florida and i walk this it's like four in the morning and i walk up to this rest stop and i go around to the employees i'm like looking for someone to, I don't know why, I, what am I going to be able to say? I can't afford for you to fix my car, but will you? Right. <laughs> like, what am I going to, but I don't know. I'm just looking for another human. That's my plan. Whatever. Uh, yeah. And I walk around the employee's doors open and there's a guy dying his sideburns. Okay. Uh, he's got black oh. dye and he's dying his sideburns that are old mutton chops. They're Gorgeous sideburns. (laughs) And this is like in 2005, before this was cool. Oh, hell yeah. Yeah, this was like pre-hipster sideburns. And the guy is dying them in a mirror, not looking towards the door. But he sees me in the door, and he goes... Can I help you? Never stopped. <laughs> <laughs> never stopped dying those sideburns. And I went, well, my car broke down a little ways back, right? And he goes, is that right? And he's just never stopped. Just still dying them, <laughs> dipping that comb in that dye and dying them. And I go, I ain't got any money, and I don't know what's wrong with a car. And he goes, sounds like you got a big piece of fucked on you. <laughs> <laughs> I went, yeah, yeah, I do. Yeah, I do. <laughs> and, he, and he goes, There's the phone book. Flop it open. And there's 24 hour towing. He tells me the name. All right. Okay. Whatever. All right. Yeah. Okay. So I pick up the phone, you know, and I'm calling and bringing where it's ringing and ringing and ringing. And then I hear, Hello. And I said, Is this 24 hour towing? Guy goes, Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I go, hey, I'm sorry I woke you up, man. I thought this was like a legitimate 24 hour <laughs> kind of thing. I'm sorry, I got nowhere to go. I'll call back, you know, later. And he goes, good. And then he hung <laughs> got- <What> the- <laughs> up. <laughs> yeah, it's great. So I hung out with Elvis, while he died. is in the sideburns. We just sat there and talked. And hung for hours. out with
0: the prison dentist chair of people. <laughs> <laughs>
2: It was so great. And this dude had like real thinning, blonde, long blonde hair, real thinning, kind of but but like flat black mutton chop with blonde, thinning, fat old man hair. And it was so great. And I was just sitting there talking to him, and then I said, So you're gonna dye the top? And he goes, Nope. I was like, this is great. So then, I, I don't know, 8, 9 o'clock, I've been up all night, right? Then I call back, and a, and a woman answers, and, and, and I said, yeah, I called earlier, and she goes, I'm sorry, my husband is lazy, and he sleeps. <laughs> you know? I'm like, it's not lazy to sleep at 4 a.m., right. right? So then... Uh, and then she goes, where are you at? And I said, well, right now I'm, I'm over here talking to this dude with a, with the a mutton chops. And she goes, oh, Hank? And I go, yeah, yeah, okay. <laughs> Hank, yeah, whatever. And she goes, you're at the rest stop? I said, yeah, but the car is a couple of you know miles back. And she goes, okay, we'll come get you. So anyway, this guy comes, and I swear to you, there's no way he was 18. No way. <laughs> he's like 16 17 years old he's what? way younger than me and he just jacks my car up on this old you know tow truck it's you know what I mean and and, and he goes get in and I so I get in and and he he drives me to his trailer it's not a mechanic shop what it's a trailer <laughs> in the Panhandle of Florida right? <laughs> and i'm like all right whatever you know and i get out and and he goes uh you he goes you've been up all night and i'm like yeah and he goes you can sleep here i don't care (laughs) I was like, all right. (laughs)
3: Casual-ass
2: businessman right there. Yeah. So we go into his trailer, and he goes, there's the couch. And I'm like, okay. And I'm exhausted at this point, right? So I do. I went to sleep on his couch. I'm like, I don't know what's going to happen to me or my car or (laughs) anything, but I'm going to go to sleep right here. And I wake up a couple hours later, and I look. And, like, I'm laying down on my side, right, and on a couch. And there is a baby. I'm talking about in diapers, looking at me dead in the eye. Okay? And I wake up, and I go, Uh, Hello? And the baby goes, "Uh uh-oh. What? (laughs) And the baby waddles away. (laughs) The baby just waddles away. And I was like, holy shit. (laughs) And I wake up, and this is the first baby it's the only it's the only baby that i've ever met who cussed correctly <laughs> like it wasn't just random shit you know it was right. it was like the baby they gave a baby the baby a hammer a real hammer oh okay yeah not a pl- this the baby's wad- waddling around with a real hammer and he he hit his finger at one point and he goes god damn <laughs> <laughs> and it was like, I was like, I don't know if I'm supposed to laugh or be sad because the baby cusses correctly. At one point, he's he's underneath my car, right? This guy who's like 15, 16, I, I don't know. There's no way he's 18. He's underneath my car, and this girl comes walking down the gravel driveway, cussing him out, just cussing him out. I don't, we can cuss on this podcast, right? Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Okay, this woman is just like, you're not going to come over and fuck me and not return my cause, you piece of shit. Oh. It's just cussing him out. His feet are sticking out from underneath my car, okay? <laughs> they never moved she cussed him up and down he never he's on that roller thing yeah he never slid out from my car she's just going at him you piece of (laughs) shit you are not coming over fucking me in the ass not calling me back it just keeps getting better (laughs) she's just just wailing on the dude and he never moved and then the baby waddles over to the screen door and goes "Uh uh-oh bitch." Uh Uh-oh, bitch. That's what he said. And then the dude's wife just came out that screen door like a lioness. And she chased that woman down that. I mean, she was just like trying to grab her hair and everything. Chased her down this gravel parking lot or gravel driveway. And then she turned around and walked past us and just goes, dinner's in an hour. <laughs> Whoa, she walked in the door. She never said, How dare you cheat on me? or any. It's wow. like she just chased a competitor away. And I was just like, this is the coolest house I've ever been in my life. Oh, my God.
0: Is, is your life just walking from one of those scenes into another one of those scenes? Because I, mean, I can't see how you could call that a failure. that's,
2: I mean, that's what I'm talking about. That's yeah. the reason I'm telling this story. Like, when you are on the road, you have no money and no, you, you know what I mean? I don't have a manager. It's not like I have an agency yeah. that I can, you know, call and I don't like the quality of this hotel room. <laughs> I want the sweet, you know, all that kind of crap. There's
0: a baby the, cussing at yes. me. Yes,
2: <laughs> you know, I've never been wealthy. I don't have money, so the car is going to break down. I have, I'm driving a, a CVS, a Honda CVS right now. It's got 358 thousand miles. Oh on it. boy, the car is going to break down, and when it does. Some shit's gonna happen. Yeah, I mean, some of it, it, it's probably gonna be. I'm gonna sit there and I'm gonna have to call some friends and borrow money. But occasionally, there's gonna be a baby that cusses.
1: <laughs> Do you know what I mean?
2: Yeah, man. You're on, you're on the road for 28 years. Yeah. The stories start piling up. Weird shit after weird shit after weird shit. You know what I mean? I love it that's not to me that's not my definition of failure but to my father it is to bank of america it is <laughs> you know what i mean right. to society as a whole it is right uh, to every every other way of looking at this life is a failure every everybody no, there is no one that would look at it that is in the capitalist frame of mind yeah. that would say, yeah, that was a success.
0: Yeah, you're you're naked <laughs> living in a barrel, but people are going to talk about that 2,000 years from now. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah.
2: I love it. What's the guy's D- Dionysus? The, the, yeah, the, do you know I, this guy, the I, I philosopher? Did, I
0: just made the reference because I can't
2: pronounce the name or remember it. I <laughs> can't either, so <laughs> you guys need to look it up. But he was, uh, Greek, he was Greek, I think. It's been yeah. so long since I read he that. He was phil- a public
0: long. masturbator.
2: That's yeah. the thing I remember. He about masturbated. In oh, Dionysus! Dionysus. Yes. Yeah, you
1: had you. I didn't know, and then mm. I was like, "Oh yeah, that thing I connected with when I was fourteen right. when I read it." Yeah, yeah,
2: yeah, yeah. <laughs> that dude. He's like naked, living in public, and and I forget which king. There was some king that is supposedly quoted as saying, "Is about if I couldn't be king, I'd like to be Dionysus." Yeah. yeah, you know, and I I feel that it's like I I like this life, so. It's not a failure to me, but I also like the joke I just told, and this audience didn't get it. <laughs> you know, so both my life and the joke, I'm going to keep doing. Hell yeah. kiss my ass.
1: Well, I can't think of a better place to end. That was amazing. <laughs> <laughs> I love my life. If you don't kiss my ass,
2: right. that's perfect. I mean, is it, I don't know if it's too arrogant, but you know, I, I've been trying lately to not like self-judge myself not be so uh, in, I'm really insecure you know what I mean Yeah. and I've been trying not to be I picked up a little bit on that just in I'm touch. very insecure yeah and I've been trying to say I have every right to be just as stupid as everybody else hell yeah you know what I mean hell yeah. so I'm going to say what I what I think and if it sounds arrogant to someone and they go around saying Stuart sounded arrogant on the podcast okay fine <laughs>
1: <laughs> kiss his ass twice right.
2: you know what I mean that's really the way hell I feel yeah. I love it dude
1: that's amazing yes yeah. You you have a personal philosophy that I think if even if people don't a hundred percent agree with it's the type of thing that anybody can take a nugget from and improve themselves.
2: That's that's very nice. I mean, I think I like that. Yeah, I like that you just said that. That would make me very happy if that's what I achieved. In life, then that, I think that I would hold that as a big achievement. Hell yeah. Yeah, because I think the people that I love, the authors and the musicians and, the, you know, the comedians, like Lenny Bruce, you know. I mean, I'm not Lenny Bruce. I'm not near as good as Lenny Bruce. But I picked, there's some things he said, some, th- he made me think about something in a different way. Yeah. And then he, you know, he taught me. That don't just listen to what people say to really analyze it. And are they right? Just because they have money and they're good looking and they have a big penis. Does it mean they're right? right? Does it really? Does it really mean they're right? Yeah. You know what I mean? So, yeah, I would love to be. I would love to achieve that. where. Yeah, that that'd be to me that'd be really great. That'd be way better than living in a church. <laughs> <laughs> Hell yeah. Well thanks for coming out, dude. This has been an absolute blast. Uh, yeah, I, I had fun. Good. Oh, good. good. Hell Thank yeah you so much. Um, uh, we didn't tell many bomb stories, wasn't that the point of it? But pretty much. Are you weird, brother? <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>
0: No, I think we got more than a bomb's worth out of that. We stayed more on point this
1: episode than we normally do. It was great. great. Excellent. I love
2: it. Well, thanks for having me on, guys. I appreciate it.